doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat. And it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's, there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. That they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages. And at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll like religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person. I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. show i am your host eric Salaji. if you've got an uncomfortable experience you'd like to have featured on our show please get a hold of me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram both at uncomfortable podcast 65 most importantly please share the show with others and make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you can those are the main ways that you can help us make the show get out in front of more people and with more people listening to the show It means more great guests coming forward with their experiences to share with you, the listener. Tonight's guest is Tyler. Tyler reached out to me, I think first through Instagram and then eventually through email. And in his email, he detailed a number of odd experiences that he had been witness to. And not surprisingly, for this show anyway, his accounts come from the southern central Michigan area, um, somewhere in the neighborhood of... uh, uh, Three Rivers, Michigan, uh, in that in that local area. You're going to have to forgive me. I'm still dealing with a relentless cough from my bout with COVID nearly two weeks ago. I, uh, I probably will keep my talking to a minimum to spare you the coughing fits. That being said, let's get to the show. Please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Tyler. Hey, uh, Eric. Th- first of all, obviously, thanks for having me. Um, I know we had some some back and forth issues there um, in terms of getting to this recording day. Um, so it's yeah. cool that we got it to work. Had, um, a, had a series of unfortunate events uh, <laughs> recently in my life, so I appreciate so. appreciate your patience. Yeah, no problem. And I, and you know, because I get it. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you guys probably get you know. And when I say you guys, you know, I'm talking about, uh, for example, Tony from Confessionals. Mm-hmm. I know you guys probably have a bunch of emails. You, you know, you get stuff all the time. So I do appreciate you uh, pinging up on uh, what I had to uh, 
to say in terms of what I wanted to talk about Absolutely. and share my experiences. Absolutely. Um, so so uh, you, oh, in your email, you indicated, uh, and, 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 th- and I want you to bring this up because I think this is an important point. Um, you, you spent some time in the military. And, correct. you know, I, I feel that, you know, uh, law enforcement, um, EMTs, uh, military, uh, in whatever aspect, they're, they tend to have gone through a, a good deal of training. And in that training, I think it's safe to say that you could be considered a trained observer uh, because you have to take in a number of different things that are going on in your world at any given time. And a lot of those things happening under stressful situations. So I think it's important to bring up and and let the people know about your military background as much as you can. Um, Just, just for the sake of understanding that, you know, the person that's relaying these experiences is, is a professional trained observer. Right. Um, so, uh, overall my service was more or less uneventful. Um, I was in the army, I was a combat engineer, um, never deployed, didn't get the chance to, um, I was in for two years, um, had some medical setbacks, ended up getting me drilled out. Um, I thought about going back in, haven't really fully decided if I want to or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the, you know, that's, you know, more or less the gist of it. Um, <laughs> um that, that's about it with that um i was in for two years did my thing um then i got out <laughs> okay all right fair enough um so you know you, you listed a number of things in your in your email and i suggested at the time that you you go back and you uh, write everything down kind of in a chronological order and mm-hmm. uh, bullet point some things that you thought were pertinent information that, you know, in case we got into a discussion that we'd, you know, end up glossing over something. So why don't you, uh, why don't you start, start from the beginning? Alrighty. So, uh, the first, I guess, major, I mean, cause obviously there's, there's quite a few of these and some of them are, you know, not super like, whoa, but it's, it's definitely, you know, something, but, um, in terms of, um, I guess the, the, the timeline here, um, is the first major thing uh, happened? Honestly, it's been a few years. Um, I'd say maybe 2017 ish around there. Um, I was still in high school at the time. Um, so basically, me and my buddies, you know, we've always been very much into you know the the paranormal, supernatural, uh, you know, cryptids, that whole I guess envelope of things. Um, we've always been super into it, and we always. Um, well, until they moved away, um, they're in North Carolina now, but we used to do a lot of what we called spook hunting um, on the weekends and stuff. We'd stay over at one of, the, one of our houses, and that weekend we'd just go gallivanting around at night, you know, going to the abandoned places and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one notable place was um, – excuse me. Um, the um, So are you familiar with uh, the, the situation that uh, inspired the Jeepers Creepers movies? Yes. Uh, so we ended up going to that schoolhouse where the bodies were dumped in that tube or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That was, and uh, that was kind of one of the first big things that we did as a group. Uh, pretty uneventful. Uh, actually, a, a state trooper ended up pulling up, and we thought we were so screwed. He was just, he was real nice. He was like, uh, "I got you guys find anything?" <laughs> we're like, "No." 
<laughs> and he's like, all right, get on out of here. Like, so he you knew, cool. he knew why you were there. Yeah. Uh, if I remember right, it burned down a year or two ago, I think. Or something. Uh, it's possible. Like that. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't looked into it in quite some time. Right. Um, and that kind of what gave us the, that's kind of what gave us the real big, like, like bug in terms of, oh, let's go look for these things and try to interact with, with these things. Um, and, uh, we got quite the wake up call, um, in terms of this first situation, this first encounter. Um, now I do want to preface that I myself never actually saw it, but I definitely knew there was something there. Um, and everybody else had seen it. Um, cause I was busy trying to figure out what everybody was doing. Um, but I definitely felt something was very wrong, very dreadful. Um, if that makes sense. But so basically there's this place and it's called Tim road. It's just some random road. Um, it's a dirt road kind of in the boonies outside of town, but not like full on wilderness, but it's out. It's kind of close. Um, wooded fields. Uh, one side of the road is basically tree line. And then the other side is some tree line, some woods, um, some fields, some openings for like tractors, that kind of thing. Um, and the reason we decided to go to this road um, is one day, I think it was actually the day before because we were trying to figure out something to do in terms of what do we want to go look for today or this weekend. And so I ended up looking, I can't remember what the website is now, but um, it was like uh, one of those like crowdfunded websites where it's like a Google map type of thing and it has bullet points with information and it was like dog man sightings and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of pinpointed and this road um, according to that, there was a dogman sighting where it ran across the road in 2009 on that road. So we're like, oh, let's go there. So we're, we're getting ready to go look for dogman, you know, because, you know, and that's probably not the smartest thing to do, but we were, you know, we were young. <laughs> are, are we still talking about Tim Road? Yes. Okay. Just trying to get, just trying to give a little bit of backstory, mm-hmm. some context to it. Um, so we go. It's maybe midnight, one in the morning, I think, when we got there. We're driving down the road, and we're all just kind of goofing around, whatever. Uh, you know, not taking it super seriously like we should. Um, and obviously, we've learned from that. And uh, so we stop, and because I see an opening to the left. Um, there's a field, and there's like a little ditch drive-in type thing to like put a tractor or a trailer or something in there if they're doing something. So I start to back in. And my buddy Brandon, he's next to me in the, the shotgun passenger seat. And he, he starts to get out to help me back up so I don't drive into the field or, or into a, like a, a rut or something. Um, so he's starting to do that, and I'm looking at it, um, my three buddies in the back. So the three in the back are Justice, Blake, and David. And, um, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. We're, we're kind of arguing, oh, should we get out and walk around or not? And... Jay Justice, we call him Jay. So Jay just kind of stops talking, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking out the the back window, and I kind of look back, and you know, it's I can't see anything from my angle where I'm looking, um, and he says, um, he goes, Tyler, drive, and I'm like, what? Like I'm confused at this point, and he's getting all kind of spun up, and. The reason I, I, I was kind of skeptical at first because he likes to, to make stuff up to kind of spook us. He's he's that friend in our group. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm like, like what? Come on. Hey, what are you talking about? We just got here. 
And then I see Blake and David look at him, and then they look back. And um, Brandon's still half out of the car because he stopped when this started. And he's, like, looking, and he's like, what? He's looking at me. And then David and Blake start chiming in. And they're like, I'm looking at him. They're like bug eye, like staring out the back of my window. So I'm like, what? What's, what do you guys see? What's going on? And they all just start screaming. I mean, they're screaming and swearing, drive, effing drive, holy shit, you know. And at this point, it's starting to kind of freak me out. And that's when I'm starting to get that that feeling. They kind of that, that like like something's wrong mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And Brandon's still half out of the car. So I tell him to get in the car. He sits down. He's looking at me. We're looking at each other. They're still screaming. And I finally just dump it in the drive and just floor it out of there. And we just peel out. And I'm trying to look in the rear view, but there's so much dust getting kicked up. I can't see anything. So I ask him, what the, what the hell did you guys see? What's going on? And they're looking at me. And we, basically, we got to the end of the road, and we stopped at the, at the stop sign. So I'm looking at him, trying to figure out, like, what the hell did you guys see? What are you freaking out about? And they're, like, 1,000-yard staring at me. I mean, they're, 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 like, mortified. Like, they're, like, like they, they just saw something they, that they didn't expect to be real. And what, what they basically described was is there was a tall humanoid-looking figure, like, pale white, like, naked-looking, sprinting towards my car. And that actually kind of startled me. I'm like, what? And I, at that point, I just peeled off from the stop sign because I was like, is this thing still chasing us? What's going on? Because I, I couldn't see anything because of all the dust kicking up. I didn't know if it was still running. Um, and, I mean, we were we were all freaked out. I mean, we were just, like, in disbelief. And it came up later that um, – because I visit them in North Carolina once or twice a year now. Um, it was the last time I was down there. I, I brought it up again. I was like, so like, like you guys weren't like bullshit me, right? Like you're like, you were being serious. And it turns out that they, he justice decided to update me on the fact that by the time I had hit the gas, it was apparently about to run into the back of my car. I mean, it was that close and I didn't really know how to respond to it at first. I'm like, and you failed to mention that before. <laughs> Um, and I guess that's kind of a weird one because I didn't myself physically see it. I just knew something was there. Um, right. so I guess, you know, obviously people can, can take that as they will. <laughs> so but, um, what was there? What was his description of this thing? I mean, obviously if it was, um, a mere seconds away from hitting the back of your car, uh, he, I, I assume he was seeing it in the red, red taillights of the vehicle. Um, right. what, what was his description of this, uh, of this being entity right so like they um he didn't really add much more to it um but i, I think he, if i remember right he said that it had like like black eyes or, or he couldn't quite tell but it looked like something was like something like it was missing what would be normal eyes he just said it was tall kind of lanky you know lanky skinny like pale white just sprinting towards the car um, he didn't really give me much more, I guess, description of it. He seemed pretty unsettled by it even then, even years later talking about it. Like it, but I guess I, I guess for the most part, uh, a more what would what we would consider to be human appearance, humanoid. Yes, okay. but I guess kind of uncanny valley. Um, if that makes sense, like it's it's humanoid. It's human looking, but it's very clearly not human. Okay. Um, 
we never we didn't really know whatever to chalk it up to. Um, you know, we were thinking what what, what Wendigo, a Skinwalker, some kind of rake creature, something like that, an alien. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, with some of these other things, and we had uh, chatted about it in uh in, in, on Instagram a little bit more. Um, in terms of the the second major occurrence, and then some background information after that, that kind of seemed to tie it all together. Um, and so, what was know, that? The um, so I did some research um after the, that, and then the second thing. Um, do you want me to to kind of go into the second major encounter first for more context? Sure. So this is a couple years later now. Um, I'm working at Kroger Third Shift Stocker. Um, so our Kroger's, it's kind of just past downtown, but it's kind of like on the outskirts of town in a way, because behind it is apartments and then just like fields and like wilderness. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of in a weird spot. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm, I get out early one night and it's maybe four in the morning. I think it was fall. So it was still dark out. Um, wasn't quite starting to get light quite yet. And I'm walking to my car and it's quiet outside. And I get to my car. I'm just kind of not really paying attention to anything. I'm just doing my thing. And out of the silence, just out of freaking nowhere, is this just loud, guttural mix with like a female, just this horribly loud scream. And I mean, my head immediately darted. Like, I mean, it was like a, like a deer in the headlights. I mean, it scared the absolute shit out of me. Um, I assume, to, I assume coming directionally coming from the tree line. Yes. Um, so, um, there's the Kroger and then there's like a little strip mall thing next to it. Then the apartments. So it would have been, um, where I was, when I was looking at the Kroger would have been on the right side behind the uh, that strip mall area in between there's a, a apartment building and then a bunch of wilderness and it came from there i mean it sounded maybe 150 meters away i mean it was it it made my ears ring i felt my head vibrate i mean it was loud i have no idea what the hell it was at the time i mean it and i and i tried to rationalize it too i was like is it you know, is it a, was it a fox or something? But then I really, like, I've heard a fox, you know, yell before, I and mean, it ain't loud like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it reminded me of a fox, but it wasn't. And we don't really, I mean, there's been report sightings of, like, big, you know, like, I guess big cats in this general area, but I don't right. really think there are any. So it couldn't have been that, so I don't know what else it could have been. At the time, I didn't anyway. Yeah, there, I have some ideas now. There have been some some big cat sightings in that area, and you know the DNR will not; they won't much entertain uh, speaking about it because there's not a a sizable breeding population of them in the area. Um, right. they, they seem to be uh, relatively rogue. Uh, the ones that do do manage to get down here, but uh, no less no less scary for sure. Um, right. But you're thinking that this is something that uh, might have had a, a little bit, a bit different of an origin then. Yes, correct. Because, um, I mean, I've heard, you know, like, like YouTube videos because I, I, uh, I got home and immediately started trying to find videos of anything that sounded similar. And a lot of big cats, you know, they it's similar, but it didn't have that, that like, guttural back end part of it, like in the background of it, because it was 
like a, a like a I, what I call the banshee screech was like the the forefront of it, but then like kind of in the background, if that makes sense, like it was it wasn't like the the main part of the scream. It was this very guttural noise, and I've never heard a cat do something like that. And I mean, it was it was just so loud. Like I've never had anything. I mean, because like, I've I've heard you know things that are high pitched, like like what I heard, but it, they've never made my 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 head like reverb and my like eardrums ring. Mm. I mean, it was it was unlike anything I've ever heard. Now, do you think? And I think I know the answer to this already. Are you are you saying that it's a, there's a possibility that you heard two specific different individuals uh, letting out a call at the same time? One being on the low end of things, one being on the higher end of things, or are you talking about something that sounds like it's possibly producing two different tonal qualities at the same time, uh, much like something that might have multiple vocal cords? Um, the latter. Um, it sounded like a single thing. It was. It's. It's hard to explain. Um, because it sounded, because it was all together. It was combined. You could tell it was from one thing, but it also sounded like it was multiple tones it, it, it's, it's hard to explain it just it, it, it didn't make any sense it, it, I can't I couldn't rationalize it either and I still can't um, and it uh, after that I started doing a lot of research into stuff that's kind of I guess more or less when when the paranormal and you know cryptids zoology that kind of thing um, kind of became a more of a full-time hobby for me at that point, I really started to look into stuff. And, um, of course, when we had talked on Instagram, I had, uh, did some more research because um, I wasn't 100%. And um, so after this, you know, it, it also including what we had discussed. Um, so I do know that there's a Native American reservation, a, well, albeit a small one, I'm pretty sure, um, maybe 45 minutes from my town. Um my ex-girlfriend actually lives very close to it. It's also a campground, but it's also a reservation. Okay. Um, and she had told me one night, and this was in the winter, um, that cause she 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 liked to go on um on she she would walk like miles at night, just kind of in the country, just doing her own thing. Um, and she said that one night it was very strange because she had smelled a very strong scent of something dead, but then three miles down the road, it's, she still smelled it like something. And, and, and it, that really made me kind of, kind of perk up. So she never walked out of the smell. It continued to correct. It like followed her. her. And that really kind of made me perk up because at the time I had known that things like, you know, when to go or skinwalker, depending on what, uh, kind of stuff you're looking into is they, you know, they, they smell dead. They smell like death or, or something of that sort. So that kind of pinged me. But I also know things like Sasquatch can smell mm. quite putrid as well. But um, just with, with that plus what happened on Tim Road and the screech, I, I'm kind of all connecting it together um, because people think that uh, Michigan, the, the northern areas around here are more of a more Wendigo territory than more of like the skinwalker, but that's not factually true because most tribes had um, their version of the skinwalker and the Wendigo and some, you know, some of them had their own kind of weird things. But if I remember correctly, um, 
Michigan had a lot of Potawatomi, and I think, what was the other one? I can't remember now, but where I'm at, it's kind of a, a mix, but where they were both kind of in the same area. Okay. It kind of was like an overlap in their territory. Um, and they both have their own legends and lore of skinwalkers and wendigos and that sort of thing. They Both tribes do. And that's, I guess, where my mind immediately goes, what I tie it all together to. Because um, I think it's all connected. It's such a, a, a small area in the grand scheme of things. Um, so that's kind of where I go is Skinwalker or a Wendigo or something like it. It's kind of my... Interesting. Um, so how, how far this uh, this campground reservation that uh, was near your ex's, um, where she lived, how, how far from Tim Road is that? Um, oh, let's see here. Um, I'd say that it's probably maybe about an hour. Oh, really? ish apart yeah now was this property um east west north of uh of of the tim road area uh let me try to actually look that up real quick um i think it should be i think it's kind of north ish from the general area um, but it's not like direct north. It's kind of, yeah. And as far as I know, it's Potawatomi. Okay. Um, so through your, your digging around and your, uh, your research on this area, what, what have you come up with primarily, you know, as I guess, especially, um, you know, I mean, a smell is a smell is a smell. So, um, Yes, it's odd that it followed her for several miles. Uh, you would think that you would walk into and then walk out of it if it was something that was actually dead and, and just laying there decomposing. Um, right. So that is weird. But um, let's, kind of, let's kind of go back to what your thoughts are on um, what your friends actually saw physically behind your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um. In terms of, um, in comparison to the research, yeah, right? I mean, you, you know, you're talking Wendigo and you're talking uh, a Skinwalker, um, both vastly different, some similarities, and both very ambiguous as far as um, people's accounts of them, though. You know, you you don't very often hear of people having a, a sighting of of these things. Uh, most of the most of the records are, um, you know, passed down verbally from from tribe to you know through mm-hmm. generations. So, um, have you have you brought up the idea of of a Wendigo or a, a, a Skinwalker with the gentlemen that were in the back seat that actually witnessed it, and what were their ideas? Um, yeah, so we, we've talked about it kind of sporadically um, over over the years. Um, the It's kind of an inside joke now, but, uh, like, we, we called the Tim Road Beast is uh, <laughs> our uh, our name for it, but... Has that picked up? Has that, has that become a thing out there? Uh, 
Maybe I don't know because we I don't think we ever really talked about it that much outside of our circle. Um, I've told my my parents about it. Um, I told my grandmother about it, and she kind of looked at me funny. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's not something, something I've widely talked about because I just I figured I'd people would think I'm freaking crazy or something because you know people are rather superstitious sometimes nowadays yeah. or the lack thereof. Um, not everybody believes in this stuff. Right. Um, and I, I very firmly believe in these things. Um, I mean, there's so many things that we haven't discovered that we keep discovering these new, you know, new species and this, that, the other. I mean, it, it's, you know, I've listened to, you know, accounts from other people on your podcast and the confessionals and just the stuff that they've described in terms of both the paranormal and physical or, you know, beings, that kind of thing. And it's right. just, I, I very firmly believe in this stuff. Um, so I haven't really talked about it to other people because I don't feel like they would take me seriously. Um, but to, I guess, backtrack, because I'm going on a tangent here. Um, so we we discuss it from time to time, and they they immediately jump to Skinwalker is kind of what they immediately go to because they haven't looked into it as much. They, I mean, they know, you know what a Wendigo is. And a skinwalker, that's kind of what they immediately jump to. It's something, a, a skinwalker or something similar to it. Um, and I always said Wendigo or a skinwalker or... I'm not super well-versed on the other types of beings that are very similar to this look. Like what a Wendigo would be. Or, because, um, you know, I've, I've heard all sorts of things on the on the podcast, even. Um, where it's a very similar-looking creature. Or, you know, they call it you know, like a rake creature or they call it a Wendigo or, or, you know, what have you. So I don't know what else it could have been. That's just kind of what I jumped to based on what I know. Well, um, you know, when you talk about Wendigo, I think most people agree that, you know, if you if you try to uh, if you try to search images of a Wendigo um, more times than not, the vast majority of what you're going to get returned on a uh, on a on a Google query is. <clears throat> something that has uh, a head that is reminiscent of uh, a deer skull with uh, a rather large set of antlers on top of it. And, right. you know, how accurate is that? I don't know, but it does seem to be extremely prevalent when um, when artwork is, uh, is concerned. So, um, right. you know. That's just kind of what I jumped to. Like, I, I, I doubt that's what it actually was. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, though. Maybe that is what it could have been. Um, I just, I don't know what else. That's just, that's just what my brain jumps to based on what I know. Um, I just know it was something, and it wasn't a human. <laughs> it was something else. What By their description, you said it was it was a, a pale. Is it is it white? Yes, it was, they said it was white, and it was white enough that the it kind of reflected on the headlights. Not like 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 they're like metallic, but just they're so pale. It you know it, you, they were very bright from the lights hitting it. Um, no, they just said it was very skinny, tall. Now you said pale, the, and it was sprinting. You said the headlights, but or the the tail lights. Tail lights. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just light. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's interesting. That would that would be a very unnerving uh unnerving situation. Right. I just I wish that I was that I also physically saw it because I, I do feel like some people are gonna think I'm full of shit. Honestly. Like I just I, I and I understand that if people do wanna think that. Um it's just, you know, I, cause I I mean 
it just, I guess, would have given it more validity, I guess, since I'm going off what they had seen. I mean, sure, I was there, and I was the one who got us out of there, but I don't know. I just, I, I sometimes feel dirty when I talk about this story that people, when I do talk about it, just because I didn't physically see it, you know? But well, that's 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 true as hell. What happened? The 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 one thing I can say about the community that has has you know fostered me and this show is that I have not had uh, a knock on wood up until this point. I have not had anybody in my community that has uh, has been a troll. I haven't had anybody who is on a regular basis, you know throwing uh throwing their two cents at uh you know this person was full of crap that person was full of crap that story wasn't true i don't have that so that leads me to believe <clears throat> that the vast majority of the people that are listening to the show are listening to it because they have a a, a, a deep interest in this kind of stuff right. and and um they're trusting me to bring them guests that my gut tells me they're telling me the truth and you know for whatever that's worth um right but yeah i don't i don't think you need to worry about uh too many people thinking you're full of crap for for what you're talking about because i'm just very i guess what's the word i guess kind of self-conscious about some of it because sometimes i do have i guess trouble kind of explaining things very easily like with the um the the the, the screech i um there's probably a, a multitude of ways i could have explained that a little bit clearer but i was just I, sometimes i just struggle to kind of really get out what i want to say mm -hmm. um so that's you know like I'm, i am self-conscious about that but it is you know that is very helpful um what you had said well, right, just and, now. and I think <laughs> I think you're you're running into some of the same problems that many of these people, you know, who have had Sasquatch experiences where they have something roar or scream at, at them. Um, you know, it's it's not very easy for for you to replicate that sound. I mean, you can try if you'd like to, um, <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, I've 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 heard some weird things in the woods uh, uh kayak trip in the uh the manistee um along the river i heard owls um that did not sound like an owl you know um mm -hmm. it sounded more like a human trying to make the sound of a crow or you know like while still trying to be like an owl it was it, it's a very dis <laughs> it's a very hard thing to try to describe, describe. so you know right I, I think you did a good job uh, of your your explanation of it yeah. that does make me feel better about <clears> it because <throat> i because i have had people um even friends think i'm full of shit when i try to explain this stuff so that, that does kind of up my confidence um going forward with some of this other stuff um because the most of this other stuff is a lot is obviously more directed directly with just me, mm -hmm. and I physically witnessed it or experienced um, these things. The rest of these are, I guess, I would classify as paranormal, um, demonic, or spirits, ghosts, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I have, let's see here. So I went through all that stuff. Um, there was some stuff that I actually didn't. Uh, because I actually kind of forgot about it because a lot of the stuff I don't just actively kind of keep in the back of my head. So it kind of came to me 
when I was writing this stuff. So um, next out here I have um, some strange nightmares that I had when I was young. Um, so for, for some preface here, some context. Um, so I have, I guess, what I call low-functioning autism. Um, and I've kind of read into that, um, especially because obviously with children, you know, they, it's always when, you know, when you're kids, you tend to see things more. Um, and I guess I've read that people with autism kind of have a, a, a higher level of spiritual connection to these kinds of things, or they're more sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just for some preface here, because when I was little, I had, you know, I mean, every, every child has nightmares. I mean, that's, that's kind of part of the course. Um, it's just that the, the, these few in question just didn't really make sense for someone as young as I was to fully like grasp, or, like how would this even manifest, you know, like in my head. Cause I was maybe five or six when these happened. Um, and when, I, and you know, in between a lot of the stuff I used to see, um, figures, you know, like shadow figures, that kind of thing standing in my doorway or walk across the hall, that kind of thing. And my parents would always shock it up to, Oh, is your, the ghost of your grandfather or, or what have you. But the, the thing is, is as far as I know, no, no relatives died in this house, but I didn't know that till much later. Um, so I kind of tie these things all together. Um, and I used to hear what sounded like footsteps up and down my basement stairs at night when I was little. And that abruptly stopped as well. Um, and I kind of tie all this stuff into the, 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 these pair of nightmares. And one of them I had maybe two or three times and then they just stopped. Um, the first one, I mean, um, more or less. So I'm, I'm in my room in this night, in this dream, this nightmare, whatever you want to call it. And I go into the living room and it, it's night outside. So all the lights run in the living room and my grandmother is over and I'm just kind of standing there and they're talking and, and all of a sudden in this, this, this dream, everything kind of gets kind of weird. Um, my grandmother starts acting kind of funny and I'm kind of like, what, like what's going on, you know? And I'm looking at her and she starts um, mimicking like she's choking on something. And her, her hands go around her, her, her neck, and she's, like, looking up. And, and she's making, like, like, like choking noises, I guess would be um, the best descriptor of it. Okay. And all of a sudden, her, her face, her upper body, like, her <clears throat> face and her neck, more or less, it starts, like... What what's the, what's the best way to describe this? It um, like it withered, and she turned like black, and like her eyes went all white, and then she and then she like looked back down at me, like staring at me, and it just it was it was so weird because then she like stood up and like lunged at me, and that's when I would wake up, and it was just the the most bizarre unsettling thing. I think I've ever experienced more so than the second nightmare. Now, was she alive at the time you were having these or had she passed? Correct. Yes, she was alive. She's still alive. Um, This was, I was, like I said, five or six at this point. So it was quite a few years ago, but I just, I found that strange. And that one um, kind of affected me more than the second one. I mean, that one, the second one, just the first one, or the second one pales in comparison to this one. I mean, and I only ever had this one, I think once or twice. 
I just, but it, it, I mean, it was very traumatic, obviously for a, a, a six-year-old child to, you know, have a dream of something like that. Sure. Um, this un, um, this unregulated, just all of a sudden out of nowhere. I mean, it's burned in my head. Sometimes I think about it and it makes my skin crawl. It, it's just, it was unsettling, very uncomfortable. Um, the second one wasn't so, um, it wasn't, I mean, it was definitely kind of scary, but it wasn't as say, tr- per se traumatic. Um, basically in this one, I'm in the living room again. I'm, I'm sitting on the floor and I'm playing with toys. I just, just, just kind of screwing around. And again, it's night outside. Um, and basically there's my living room and there's an archway. Um, that's an open door archway. There's no door. And then there it turns and then there's another one and that's the kitchen dining room. There's no door. So it's all connected, but it's like a little archway doorway to go through. And I can see down into the kitchen and it's dark in the back room and everything. And I see the, the, the clock on the microwave. That's all I see. And I'm, I'm playing with my toys and I keep looking into the, into the dark, into the kitchen. And then I'm get, starting to get a little scared. And um, all of a sudden, I can't move in the dream. I just, I just, I just, I'm like paralyzed, like frozen, sitting up, and I'm looking and I'm trying to move. And at this point in the dream, I'm starting to cry. At this point, um, and all of a sudden, I see like red eyes in the darkness in the in the back room in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I get dragged, like by this invisible force. I am just straight dragged into the darkness, and then I snap awake. And I had that maybe three times. Like three days in a like three nights in a row, and it just it was weird. Yeah, that's terrifying. And you were how old at this point? I was five or six. I think I was six. Yeah, I'd have been. Shit. So I was very young. <laughs> I'd have been crap in my pants. Oh, I was I was terrified. That actually um, that actually ended up both of those dreams combined in terms overall because they happened maybe a couple months apart. I mean, it just it, it traumatized me to the point where. I didn't stop sleeping with um, the blanket because I used to c- cover my entire body with a blanket, like head under the blanket, everything. Um, I didn't stop sleeping like that till I was maybe 15. I mean, I was just terrified of the dark at that point. Everything scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It wasn't until I was about 15 that I kind of got over that. Um, and I consider myself a pretty, a pretty, I guess, macho, tough, confident kind of individual where, you know, like I – purposely look for these things sometimes because I want to understand it. But even, even back then when I started to kind of get that way, I mean, it was just so out of character and I tie those to the, to the, the shadow figures, which that was more or less uneventful. I would just see them standing in my doorway in my room or like in the hallway, they would never walk up to me. I would see them walk across like the, like the, the, the door frame, like, like past my room. Um, a lot of it's kind of foggy, but I just remember key points. Um, it was re- pretty uneventful, but I just, I, I tied all that stuff together and the, the, um, the, the footsteps up and down the, the basement stairs at night. I mean that it was just, it was so bizarre. And I just, I tied it all together and eventually one day just stopped. Did anybody I, did, you know, like when you were a kid, were you telling your parents about this? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell them about the nightmares. I usually kind of get that stuff to myself. What, um, did they ever give you any kind of indication, even like later on in life, you know, once you were older, had they ever experienced hearing the footsteps or anything like that in the house? Um, 
not that I can remember. They don't really talk about it. They never really talked about it because I brought stuff up in passing. I didn't specifically kind of just sit down and like vent about it to them. But um, like when I would see the figures and when I would I would be crying in my room, my dad or mom would come and I tell them I saw the, the, the ghost in the in the hallway or standing in my doorway or whatever. And they would just respond, oh, that must, maybe, it's, maybe that's your grandfather or one of your grandfathers. But nobody ever died in that house. None of my – because this house was owned by – um, grandparents and like an aunt and an uncle before we ended up moving in here, um, but none of them ever died in this house. Well, I don't know so that. I, I don't know that it, it's necessary that somebody passed in that that actual house to uh, come back and visit. That's true. That's true. Um, but then, from the majority of the conversations that I've had about shadow people or or dark. Uh, entities that present themselves in a dark manner um most will say that that is not something that is uh typically good right for <clears throat> sure yeah and it just it you know like with a lot of other people it just after a certain age a lot of stuff just kind of abruptly stopped or i stopped noticing it my you know as like you know what do they say as you get older you're kind of sensitive to that stuff will start to close off it does seem when you're to- little you're open-minded it does seem to, to it does seem to uh, close off for for whatever reason, um, right? And I've been actually trying to kind of re get open that connectivity, that sensitivity to it all because it's 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 always been interesting to me. Um, the whole like the the astral plane, that kind of you know that that dimension where where that kind of stuff is, um, you know, ghosts and spirits. Just all I've, I've been very much trying to um, kind of get back in tune with it. Because I want to understand it more. Are there, um, I wanna... are there specific things that you're doing to try to reopen that in yourself? Um, uh, yeah, I've actually been, and this actually will lead into, so there's some other littler things here, but I can jump to this because this actually is a perfect lead into the whole succubus uh, thing, which there's actually quite a bit of backstory to that for context. Um, but that actually ties into trying to open up to get back in tune with things. Um, so I guess I can go, I'll go with that first and then kind of backtrack to the, the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of this other stuff. Um, mostly happened, uh, either during or after this other than like one thing, but, um, so there, this was actually not, this was very recently. Um, I think it was 2020 actually. Um, so me and my buddy, um, we were, you know, he's, he's always been very much in the paranormal as well. He lives in Virginia. So he's kind of in a hot spot for a lot of the stuff in the Appalachians or near that area, all that stuff. He's very sure. much, um, into that. And so we get the bright idea cause you know, we're, we're bored and, and you know, we're, 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 we're teenagers. Well, at this point we're not, we're both in our twenties there, but, um, <laughs> so we get this bright idea. You find this website um, after doing some digging, and it's called uh, what is it, Creepy Hollows or some something like that. And it's I, I don't know if you're familiar with it or have heard of it before. Uh-uh. Um, but it's like this site where you can, like I guess I guess the the TLDR the the simple explanation for it is is you basically will will pay, um, and so you get options and you pay or whatever. They have this done, and basically what it is is 
you can buy spells and uh, have pay them to summon uh, entities or spirits, this kind of thing. And, you know, we're, we're kind of dumb still at this point. We're not very... Okay, I, I got to interrupt here. They, they will summon spirits or, or other things in... <laughs> In your name, yes. they will summon them for you. Correct. It's never too early for holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts, whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants. You can make this season holly, jolly, and a lot less hairy with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Just add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have your partner thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. It's a fact that Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. So, look your best while getting naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code uncomfortable22 for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls and just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus Ultra Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Deodorant. The Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence and they're both waterproof. The 4.0 trimmer now has LED lighting, so you can light up the way just like Rudolph. Once the grooming is done, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. And with the Platinum Package Shower Products, all of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop there at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stubber, add the brand new body buffer and incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than your old loofah. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code uncomfortable22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com. Use the code uncomfortable22. Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. And there's actually, uh, there's, uh, we were kind of worried about it because we were, because we were, because we believe in this stuff, but we were kind of, uh, some of it we didn't really fully believe in, like all of it, all the, the very specific little things in each kind of part of that umbrella, but so we wanted to see. So, because you were kind of curious about, well, okay, well, let's uh, do this or that and see if it actually works. And um, um, they have, uh, after we ordered, um, so basically what happened was, is we both, the you type in what you want, or you're, you go to the specific kind of like section, what is it, like dark arts or, what, or whatever the hell, um, and then you can select like specific entities or like a class of entity, and then you give a brief description of what you're looking for based on the context of you know what it is you're trying to 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 uh, get or whatever. So in our case, it was a succubus because you're like like is this shit because it was this stuff like is this real like because we wanted to know and it was like so essentially essentially you want to know if you can have sex with a a spirit. 
Well, that, that's what why he wanted to do it. <clears throat> I was more nuanced as to, because I kind of understood what the succubus were and kind of the, the general gist of it. And I wanted to know if it was like legitimate or not. He was yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And I'm just like, I just want to see if it's legit. And there's actually a, a little pamphlet that they send you that basically states with how they do things is in most cases, especially things that are considered. Well, so what it said was things that are considered within the, the realm of dark art. So like succubi, incubi, that kind of thing um, is that basically in the, the way they do it is you can actually be hurt by the, uh, the, the, the entities that they summon or, or it's very convoluted, but I just found that kind of odd. Um, yeah, I, I find it extremely odd that there is a website that you can pay <laughs> yeah, well, to have we people found it, summon, and we were, summon something in your name. Yeah, like we, like we were in disbelief about <clears> that's that's another reason why we decided to do it is because like there ain't no way this is legitimate. So we, you know us being you know boys being boys, we said screw it. Well, you know we'll see. And uh, so let me it. let me ask, how much did this cost? <laughs> uh, so first time visitors, you only had to pay like three bucks for this whole thing. Otherwise, it's like thirty five. So you pay like three dollars for this because of some like first visit special because okay. it was like during um it was in the fall of actually it was in the fall of 2019 but we didn't receive the physical item that it was tied to until 2020 so it was like a halloween thing too or something going on okay so we're like whatever you know three bucks that's chump change you know um so we do it and it states that um, even before you receive the the item that it's tied to, you can start to kind of have experiences or or things will change. So I'm kind of like, huh, okay. So I don't really think anything of it. Okay, so are they? It sounds like you you have them do this, and then it sounds like they're binding that spirit to an item, and then they send that item to you. Correct. Okay. Um, the the so it's that, but then they also need you. Basically, they you know obviously you have to be eighteen. You can't be younger than eighteen for this stuff. Obviously, um, there's like a whole thing on there. We have to like make an account and all that, or you know make sure you're, you know, of age. Right. Of course. Um. So basically, they. So they need obviously you know they got to put your birth date in and all that. All you know your basic information. Um, you only have to use your first name. You don't have to use your last name because they get get the rest, I guess. Um, or the information they give is enough. And basically, what it's basically what they said was is that so they bind um it to an object, but it's also bound to your soul directly or something of that nature. I I remember reading it. And I was like, the hell. I'm like, what did I get into? <laughs> um. But to for uh, for foreshadowing, nothing. There have been no bad experiences um, in terms of anything that's kind of happened that I tie to this. Um, it's just there's very just strange things, I suppose. But so that's that. So a, a couple weeks go by, and I'm at work and I'm talking with him on on Discord. We're just chatting at work. He's on board. We 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 do that every night, kind of like a routine. We just talk, and I'm tired, like extra tired that day. I'm like, eh, whatever. So I'm basically I'm sitting at a gate to open it because I'm I'm security. So I drive around. I'm a mobile patrol kind of a thing. So I just kind of drive around, do my thing. So I'm waiting for the gate to open, and I so you know that kind of state where like you're 
or you're kind of sleep deprived, so you think you're still awake, but you're like kind of like asleep, and you kind of start like seeing shit, but you're actually just kind of partially dreaming. Sure. But you're actually, but you think you're awake, that kind of thing. So I kind of get into one of those kind of, um, um, whatever you call it, that kind of, um, mode, I guess, where I think I'm still awake, but it's different. So I'm in a room. And and it's it's not like I, I'm physically in the room like in a dream. It's like um like a camera shot kind of a thing. It's really weird. Um, it's like a gray concrete room. Um, there's a blue light bulb, but it's emitting from the floor. Like it's it's hanging upside down. So it's not hanging from the ceiling. It's it's like pointing up from the floor. Okay. But it's still like chained. Like it'd be hanging from the ceiling. And there's there's a number on it, and it's and it's blue. The light is blue, and there's there's a number. I can't remember if it was six or thirty six, but it was the, the, there was a number on it. And then in 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 this this weird like dream state, whatever the hell it was, it starts to pull away from this light bulb, and then I hear like this this disembodied female voice kind of echo, and it's like reading the number. It's like blue. 36 or whatever the number was. I think it was 36. And I hear this a couple times and then I snap awake again because I realize, oh shit, I'm not awake. I'm like like half asleep. And I just, I was like, what the hell? And I told him about it immediately after. He was like, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Like, I, I, I can't explain that. And that only happened once, but that, and this was literally a week after this this order to summon the, the 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 succubus, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, and I just thought that was very weird. It was very out of character, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's strange. Um, what once you received the the item? Can I ask mm-hmm. what what was the item that it was bound yeah. to? Uh, so. It came in like a like a little burlap sack, like a little knapsack type of thing, like a little small one, with little pull strings, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were two stones. So one stone, um, the it was because obviously it's partially bonded to your soul, they say, and the rest of it's for the manifestation of it is on this stone. So wherever the stone is, is where it'll show up around you, or like you know, if it's with you, it'll it'll be able to follow you, or you know, that whole whatever. Um, so it's two stones, they're like gemstones. They're very, they're very pretty looking stones, and one of them is a charging stone. So after you have the the stone that they're binded to out for so long, it, it loses its energy. So you have to put it in this bag with this with this charging stone and close it up. Is what the instruction said. Um, I just found it very odd too. I was like, this is weird. And um, so that's what um, that was the physical object was was this set of stones. And who who possessed the physical object, you or your buddy? Um, I did. Okay. He uh he didn't realize you had to be eighteen. He was seventeen at the time, so he had uh, he they canceled his order, <laughs> but he ended up doing it again later when he turned eighteen, and he said nothing of notice ever happened to him. Yet again, he he believes in this stuff, but he's a little too he's very close minded, so that might have been part of the reason for him. He thought it was a little crock of shit, but I uh, my experience is tend to beg to differ, I guess. Um, 
So and there was some stuff that had happened prior to um prior to the them the the the, the stones physically arriving. Um so that that weird hallucination vision dream whatever the hell it was. Um I don't really know what to call it. And then there was um This weird, there's some like feelings, like a presence kind of a thing, like a feeling of presence of something there, but nothing too weird. Um, I didn't really, um, I couldn't really tell if that was just me kind of like a placebo effect of me, like being aware that I did this or if it was legitimate or not. And then once it arrived, that's when things started to kind of happen because this is when I started to jump into the trying to reconnect with. The, the, you know, spirit, spirituality, you know, having, being able to kind of experience and see all this stuff in general was, this was also kind of the catalyst to help me do that. So you would have to, the, so the way you would um, get things to happen or supposed to get things to happen or to be able to interact with, you know, for example, the, the succubus, basically you have to meditate and whatnot and you have to relax and clear your mind, that kind of thing. And obviously that kind of doubles for just in general, trying to kind of get back in tune with this stuff from what I've read. Um, and I started to notice that when I would sit there and, or I would, sorry, not sit there, when I would lay there, and you would basically just go limp. So you'd be just relaxed, deep breaths. You're, you would basically clear your mind completely, focus on your breathing. And I started to notice something when I would do this. Um, I would feel like a, like a pressure right above the bridge of my nose, like it, like, kind of like uh, just above my eyes, like in the middle. Um, like, uh, And when I would move my eyes around with my eyes closed, it, it would feel like something was moving up there too. And I, Emil, I tried to ask you, is this like your third eye or something? Like, is this real? Like, that, it kind of sort of clicked with me. I'm like, this is kind of weird, because I've never felt that before. It was just, that, that that's kind of what started it, and then things started to happen occasionally after... I started noticing that, hey, I've never felt this before, and it's moving with my eyes, but there's obviously nothing physically there. Let, let's jump back to the whole thing about the succubus. <clears throat> I mean, was there ever anything that indicated that you were actually dealing with a succubus? Because a succubus is purportedly a spirit that presents itself in the form of a female. And almost always has something to do with, you know, sexual engagement between you Correct. and the spirit. So <clears throat> either either you're omitting um, any of that information or if you're if everything you're saying is is all that's happened, I, I'm not seeing anything that would indicate that you were dealing with something that was a succubus. Right. Um so this isn't tied directly to this, but this was um sporadically when I was in my early teens, my, my, uh, when I was going through puberty, um, this kind of gets, uh, I guess, answer the question, even though it's not directly tied to what I'm talking, the, the, the current thing, um, because it still involves, um, the succubus stuff. Um, so, um, so what I've read about it in two, in terms of how, you know, um, is those, they, they show up in your dreams and they kind of appear to act independent of your thought. And I guess you can kind of notice that. 
Um, and basically, um, I would have dreams where, when I was going through puberty, where I would have a female, and it would always be like exactly like the kind of chick I was into in terms of like you know appearance preferences that kind of thing, and it would almost act independently. Um, of my thought, and I would, but when we would get into the, you know, the dirty, dirty is what I'll, I'll, I'll use here for terminology. Um, I would feel it, and I would, and I thought it was real until I would wake up, and that, and then I, when I started to look back, when I, when I started dealing with this stuff, is when I was starting to realize, was, was that what that was back then, or am I, was I just like, was it just puberty things? Cause like it was just it was very kind of off the wall, in terms of like what my dreams would have been like normally back then, in that time. It was just it was very sporadic. It wasn't regular. It was very abrupt. Um, that's kind of what what I tied it to, because it it made it fit the the bill. When in terms of when I kind of started looking into it, um, after I started screwing around with this with these stones and this whole order thing. So you're saying I, I, you have to forgive me because I got a little bit of COVID brain fog. Um, so you're saying that you think that you were experiencing, possibly experiencing a succubus while you were going through puberty, well in, well beyond in the past, not associated with after having gotten these stones and correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I had, well, I having still... having been a guy myself for <laughs> for fifty seven <laughs> years, um, and and remembering uh, puberty uh, still fairly well, I can say that uh, you were not the only person to have some very vivid uh, dreams <laughs> of, of that nature uh, back at that right. time. In fact, uh, for me, um, the uh, the supermodel. Um, Oh God! What was her name? Um, she did Pepsi commercials. Um, Cindy Crawford. Mm. She was like the it girl back at that time, and I can remember having a a dream in the middle of my becoming a, a young man, and uh, it was <clears throat> it was incredibly real and very vibrant, and still to this day very memorable. Because I was in the dream, I was a photographer, and I was taking pictures of her, and <clears throat> I, I was also a, uh, I worked at a grocery store, and uh, I worked in the produce department, and I had been cutting cantaloupes in half for a sale that we were having. And once you'd cut the cantaloupes in half, then you'd have to shrink wrap them and put them out in right. the case <clears throat> because you inevitably always had these older ladies that would never want to buy a whole cantaloupe. They'd only want to buy a half one. Well, anybody, and, and I'll leave it at this, anybody that has ever cut open a cantaloupe and saw what the insides of a, a cantaloupe looks like with the seeds and the strings and everything, uh -huh. um, during the photo shoot with Cindy Crawford, um, she apparently decided to remove some of her clothes. And at one point she moved one of her legs over to the side. And in my 
prepubescent or going through puberty, uh, I was fully expecting to see one thing. And what I saw was a inside of a cantaloupe and, <laughs> and I've, I've been scarred for life ever since. Holy so, shit. <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, That's... uh, yeah, what, what what could have been an incredible dream turned into a turned into something very a, a, strange turned into a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> until this day, I still don't like cantaloupes anymore. Uh, <laughs> but not. To, uh, but I guess the point that I'm saying is that you know that that time in a person's life when you're you've got those hormones coursing through your body and right, everything's sure. going nuts. Uh, it is not uncommon for. Uh, a young man to have uh, quite dreams quite vivid dreams of that right. nature. Well, see, and and I <clears throat> I definitely had many dreams in, of that kind of nature, but these just felt, I guess, different. But this is also me looking back on something that's uh, seven, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, as well. Um, but it just that's kind of what I my brain immediately jumped to. It started connecting dots. Um. But let me so, let me ask you: From the time that you 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 guys went online and you did this thing, and right. and you were specific that you know you were interested in a succubus and you received the the physical item uh, that mm-hmm. it was supposedly bound to, and and then as well bound to your soul, which at that point, uh, reading that disclaimer, I would have been like, no, I'm out. Um, <laughs> yeah. is, is there anything that indicates that the they were successful in summoning a succubus in your name so or, there, or have you just had weird things happen? Um, so there, a lot of it's kind of, well, I mean, it's easy to explain, but there's more to it. Um, so during, oh, by the way, so they, uh, they send you a little, there's information. I might even be able to bring it up. Um, if I, I have to find it sometime, I can send it to you if I ever find it. Um, but there, it was a sheet that described their personality and that they had a name. Like it, it, it is a named entity. It's not just succubus number five million three hundred and twenty-one or whatever. Like um, uh, the sheet said, her name was Rida, like R Y D A. Um. <laughs> It was, I don't know, it was very, it just, it didn't seem like it was like a, like a snake oil salesman kind of thing. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, to, to actually get on with it, because I keep rambling, so I do apologize for that. Um, I'm just trying to get as much context out there for it, um, so people don't think I'm just some, some weird, creepy weirdo or something. <laughs> um, Who goes so... to online sites trying to get a succubus. <laughs> 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 yeah, nothing creepy about some... that, dude. Hey, man, science. <laughs> Um, so after I, I had received it, um, that's kind of when stuff started. So of course the, the whole third eye thing, um, and mind you ever, I kind of stopped kind of focusing on trying to understand how it worked or if it was like, you know, confirming, confirming thing. And ever since then, I've stopped having that feeling of that whole third eye kind of thing going on, which is kind of a, kind of a thing that made me perk up when I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. But at the time, um, basically, so it got here, and it was the night of the first day that they had arrived. Um, I had, I had just taken the stones out. I set them on my desk next to my bed, and I started meditating again. Of course, I had the whole third eye thing going. And 
So I'm relaxing. I'm breathing. I'm, I'm not, my mind's blank. And I'm like, uh, like, like going full limp relax. You're not like tensing anything. And you kind of start to feel like you're floating. It's weird. You know, um, but I, I'm like, I, I get real relaxed though. I mean, I'm like, damn, like this is crazy. And I'm kind of focusing on sensations. Um, I have a fan going, but I can differentiate the, what's the fan, um, you know, cause it's, it's blowing from an angle. So obviously I know where, where it's going to, you know, brush against me and I'm going to feel the, the sensation of it. And all of a sudden I feel what feels like, uh, fingers like, um, what's weird is I could tell it was a female touch. Like it was just instantaneous. And I just felt it on my arm, like my forearm, it, like caressing it like very softly. Mm -hmm. Um, but you could, like, you literally, I just knew it was a female. It was, it was really weird. Like deep down, I could, I could tell if that makes any sense. Um, so I'm like, Whoa, the hell? I'm like, I'm like, did that just happen? So I, I kind of snapped out of that whole like meditation state. Um, I was kind of like, that was weird. And so then nothing really happens after that. And then the next night I do it again and I feel the blanket, um, in my, my lower, my nether regions where, the, where my blanket is, I can feel the blankets being pushed down by something like, like something is like putting like sitting or, or pushing on something. And then I feel warmth. Like like a like a um, a concentrated warmth, like when you sit on something for so like a chair, mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing, like it, where it's it's specific to where you are, because your body's obviously emitting the heat. Um, and I was just like, that ain't the fan, because <laughs> uh, I'm like, because fans don't make warmth concentrate in one spot. No, fans kinda, cool things. <laughs> <laughs> right now um, what where's your eyes at this point are your eyes open my eyes are closed and i because apparently because i'm trying to because i'm meditating i guess and basically um but the the technique that i did you're meditating but you're also you're also inviting this experience to happen correct correct it's that yeah that's the the general gist because uh, from my understanding is, is you have to kind of clear your mind and be focused on, you know, yourself and not 10 million other things going on around you or in your brain or whatever. And that kind of, I guess, clears the brain fog, I guess, on your, on, uh, you know, the whole third eye thing and your, your, the spiritual side of your, your, your mind or, or, or you know, that kind of, I don't know the, the technical terms, so I don't want to start talking out of my ass about it because I don't fully understand it. Um, which is probably stupid. I probably should fully understand what I'm talking about since I'm the one doing it, but yeah, you, you <laughs> that would probably be a really good, th good place to start is to fully right. understand what you're screwing around with. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, and then I felt it lift off like the, like it, like whatever it was, it gotten back up. And then that's kind of when I opened my eyes, I'm like, like we're kind of looking around like what the hell? And I ended up going to sleep and uneventful. Um, and then I start taking the stones with me to work out of curiosity because where most of my security positions where I'm driving around, it's kind of in the woods, kind of in the boonies, middle of nowhere at night. So it's always kind of spooky anyway, and I kind of like that. That's why I do security anyway is third shift is always, you know, prime time to see some weird shit. <laughs> but um, so I'm driving. Um, I'm doing I'm about to turn around on this little back stretch thing. It's in the it's in a lot. It's surrounded by woods. 
Um, it's fenced in, but it's this little dirt thing. So obviously I'm kicking up some dust. And when I when I go over, and I have the stones and they're out in my pocket. And so I do the, the U-turn at the end of this little dirt drive thing to come back to return to my patrol route. And I see a silhouette. And mind you, um, I'm I'm used to kicking up dust, and I and especially in that area, I kind of know where the wind takes it and where it kind of naturally will kind of part to, because mm-hmm. I, I go back there constantly. Um, so I'm sitting there with my headlights on, I'm looking at it, and it says the dust cloud is still there, but in the center of it, it's like cleared out and like a the a tall shape of like a female, like a very disembodied, but you can tell it's like a woman. Or at least it, 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 I can tell or whatever, because I guess it, like like inside I knew what it was, even though I, I mentally wasn't quite sure what the hell I was looking at. It's hard to explain. I don't want to – if that makes sense. I, it's hard to, to really kind of get a good description of what exactly was going through everything to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. me to know that's what it was, but that's what it was. And it was just – it was bizarre because the dust kept moving. But the silhouette stayed in one place, and the dust was just parting around it. Interesting. And I was just like, what the hell? So there was something physical standing there. Uh, well, I guess technically, but it, if there was, it was it was just the silhouette, the shape. It was invisible. Like, I could see but if through the dust, it. But if the dust was parting around it, there must right. have been some physical aspect to it. Right, right. It's just... Whatever it was, it must have been physical or, or to some degree, but like there wasn't like a like a like a solid shape there. Mm-hmm. Like I could see through, like I was looking through it. There was there was no features; it was just the outline. Now I just thought that was the weirdest thing, because because the dust kept moving, but this 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 thing kept staying there. And I just I had absolutely no idea what the hell to to think of that. And then I figured, oh, that's got to be. The, the succubus or, or whatever the hell it is that's on these damn stones. Um, and then there was a lot of uneventful things. Not a whole lot happened. And then fast forward to a couple months ago, actually, um, is when I started kind of thinking about it again. Like, ah, oh, maybe I'll, uh, you know, kind of jump back into this and kind of see again. Because I was starting to make some progress, and obviously I was starting to, to experience some things. Um, and then I had this weird string of dream of the same dream on repeat for like a little about a week at least. And it, it's it's I'm in this room. It's like it, it's so specific because it's like it was it, it whatever it was kind of took control of a dream or like a it's a very overactive imagination. So, like, when I go to sleep, I kind of can piece together what I want to dream about, even if I don't remember it. But, like, this dream was on repeat, and it was very weird because it got it derailed from what normally would kind of happen. Um, like, it just felt like I wasn't in control anymore. And it was in, like, the, like, this, like, a stateroom of, like, a, like, an old warship. So, like, World War II era warship. Like, the, like, the captain's, uh, stateroom. Um, and there's a, a very tall... Uh, well, I guess I'll use the term well-built woman, very sizable, uh, curvy. Yeah. yeah curvy. It'd be the very tall, um, like, like six foot something. Um, 
ish, something like that. You know, I mean, I'm like five six, so I'm I look like a like a small child <laughs> compared to this 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 woman or whatever it is. And um, I it, it, it's like a weird dream, like it kind of like like clip shows ahead all of a sudden to where I'm like um I'm laying my head on her lap and she's like 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 playing with my hair or, or something, and it just it, it's kind of on repeat. And she's like whispering to me, like like um, uh, what would you call it? like affirmations or something of that nature. And this this the same dream kept happening for about a week, a week maybe a week and a half every night. It would just kind of be on repeat. And I'm like, this is this is kind of weird, because this is like a couple days after I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try to get back into this and kind of understand this more. And then then this dream happened, and then I kind of trailed off from from kind of looking into it again after that and I just found that very peculiar um, yeah that is uh, that's odd <clears throat> a lot of your experiences seem to be based in dreams yeah what do you uh, what do you think of that what, I mean what uh that I mean, obviously, you've had to have, um, you've had to have make that connection prior to me saying it. Um, what do you think the the connection is there? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just find it very peculiar, of course, that it, it's always like that. Um, yeah, a lot of my stuff does seem to come from dreams or in my dreams, but I don't really know. I guess how to explain it or where to even start. I'm not, I don't, I guess I understand it, but I also don't understand it. It's kind of an oxymoron, I guess. Um, I don't really have words to kind of put it together. It's just, it's very. So you don't understand it, but it feels natural to you that it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, I guess I'm very, I mean, I'm very passive uh, normally, but in terms of like my, uh, you know, kind of thinking about things or, you know, even on a spiritual level or whatever, I'm very active. Even I'm just, I just kind of passively do it. Um, cause I, I'm a very diehard believer in this stuff. And I think that might be part of it. Um, I feel like th I'm my, my, I'm starting to get that sensitivity and connection to that spiritual realm back again, slowly or something mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, there's, I don't know. There, there, uh, another thing that ties into this dream thing is actually a sleep paralysis experience that I had. This actually happened at basic. So I guess I lied. There is, there was one eventful thing that happened when I was in the army. And it, it's so all sleep during basic, basic training. Correct. Um, so we were, um, and this does tie into the, the dream things. I guess the sleep paralysis uh, experiences are kind of in a dream state. It's not, you know, cause you're not, your body is awake, but at the same time, mentally you're not, actually awake you, sure. know, you, you that whole that phenomena um mm. and the thing is is i occasionally will have sleep paralysis it's not like i'm a chronic sufferer of it or anything of that nature um but every time i've had it before this and every time since i have never seen any sort of sleep paralysis demon or or anything i just can't move and i'm like ah shit i can't move but this this was the only time i've actually seen something and it, it it's it was the scariest thing. Um, so I'm laying there. Um, it's a, it's a Sunday. So we're kind of let the do whatever, as long as you're not being dumb. So it's kind of a, an off day. Basically we're cleaning. I'm kind of taking a nap 
where I want to take a nap. And I, and I get to the point, um, I fall asleep and then I wake up, but then I realize, shit, I'm in sleep paralysis. And normally I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just strain and fight and force my out of it till I snap too, which is normally what I do. And then I'm fine. But then I start, you know, involuntarily panicking, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes I get a little heart racy, but like this time, all of a sudden I just start panicking like full flight mode. And I'm like, what, hey, what the hell? And I can feel, and my heart just starts boom, 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 you know? And it, and then um, it, it literally starts feeling like my entire chest is reverberating from my heart pounding. Like I've never heard or felt my heart pound that hard in my life ever since or before this. Um, and then I see it. All, all of a sudden I see all these, these black hands coming up from under the, like on the, like from the ground, the floor, like coming out and wrapping over the side of the bunk and then wrapping over on, you know, like grabbing onto me, like, like wrapping around me on all sides. And there's like this, this like humming kind of reverby noise, kind of like, like, like my ears are like ringing real, real hard during this whole thing. Yeah. And my heart's going and all these, these dark cans are like enveloping me. And then I snap too. And I'm like, and I, and I freak, I mean, I flew up. I about fell off the bed. I jumped. I was like, what the hell was that? I have and ever, I've never had anything like that before or since then. And it was sleep paralysis. I, I, that, that scared me. I mean, that, that genuinely terrified me like that. Um, almost to the point of that nightmare when I was little, it was almost that bad or, or if not that bad. I I don't really know what to, to think of it. I feel like it's I don't know. I've been starting to get a little more religious. I used to. I've always I've grown. I grew up Christian, but I never really liked church. Um, I used to go to the Christian school, and of course, part of the course they always seem to be very terrible places to go. The teachers are very <laughs> seem to be very mean and whatnot. Um, and uh, take sides on things and make you feel like shit. <laughs> so I never had a very high opinion. Um, my grandparents are obviously very religious. Um, I've recently, um, I don't, you know, per se follow the Bible or follow the rule, every single little rule. Um, like for example, sex before marriage. That's, I don't really agree with that. I feel like that doesn't make me a bad person for, for, you know, um, but I've started to kind of get back into, uh, Christianity to a degree, but not like full, you know what I mean? Like not full on, but spiritual with it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I started to, and I, t I actually talked to my friend Ethan <clears> about this. Shout out to Ethan, by the way, he watches confessionals and uh, he tunes into your show sometimes. Um, well, Ethan, so he Ethan needs this. to be tuning into my show all the time. Oh yeah. He, you know, <laughs> he actually has some interesting experience. He's up in Alaska. Um, I might try to get him to talk to you. I think you might find it very interesting, but um, anyway, so I was telling him about this, this experience exactly. And I, and I said to him, this was two days ago, I think. Um, and I'm like, dude, like, is this like symbolizing something? Is this a warning? Like, what the hell was it? I'm like, is this a warning that if I don't change my ways, I'm going to get dragged to hell or something? Like, you know, like, I don't know what to, what to, to finalize it or, or pin this to. It's just, it, it just, it was so out of character and it just one and done. Like, it was, it was so traumatic to me because it was just like, what the hell? Like, whiplash. And like, what? You know, you it's, say you, you've you've had a pretty much a lifelong um, interest in, in the weird stuff. Yes, correct. Um, 
<clears throat> have you have you messed around at all with uh, um, dabbling in any kind of you know light magic or anything like that? Um, not really. Um, I mean, I've kind of looked in the stuff. I've hell, I've even wanted to maybe go see a psychic or something just to kind of see because I, I remember. Um, it was an, I think it was the episode where you had the Archbishop on and you were talking about how you went to go see a psychic mm-hmm. like a bunch of times and they just refused to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I'm like, I hope that's not like that with me. <laughs> like I, I would think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I was I was starting um, to get a bit of a, a bit of a complex <laughs> after uh, after three of them. I was like, like, what the hell? <clears throat> um. But uh, and I guess the only thing I've dabbled in, and it wasn't even me technically doing it firsthand, was the the, the succubus binding crap. Um, I've I've always kind of looked into it. I've always found witches either suspicious or like maybe they're okay. Um, I think like watch. I think a lot of TV has kind of made that an issue. Like for example, Supernatural, the show mm-hmm, that kind of sure. gave me a bad uh, bad take on witches per se. That's a great show. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, I think like all of the every witch is like Rowena where they got some sort of ulterior motive (laughs) or whatever. But I I don't know. I've always found it interesting. Um, Not to say that all witches are bad people or anything. It's just, you know, that that, that stigma from TV is kind of clouded my my opinion on it. Not that it's my real opinion, but I have I got to, I guess, experience it properly to kind of, you know. Well, and I think that kind of harkens back to an episode a, a few few episodes ago. Uh, um, I forget the name of the episode. Something about a new satanic panic. Um, mm. It was a witch from uh, out in Oregon who was <clears throat> initially kind of took issue with my descriptions during my episode with uh, Dinner with a Witch. Uh, mm-hmm. Because she felt that I was painting her as being dark and scary. Well, I was simply relaying to you guys, the listeners, what I was seeing in her presence. And what I was seeing in her presence was dark and scary. So um, that's not to say that she's not a nice person because she's a very nice person. Um, but the imagery that she had around her was dark and scary. And I guess her argument was, you know, that, you know, I shouldn't judge based on that and it's like well i mean but that's my perception you know and it it may be wrong it may i guess it may be in in some way shape or form be a judgment but that was my perception of being around her was she was into the dark and scary stuff so um you know i mean i get what you're saying as far right. as you know, what Hollywood and um, TV and t- TV and novels and yeah. you know books have have turned witches into just that, right? And, I mean, there's definitely for sure bad witches, but that doesn't mean that does not say they're all bad because that's not true at all. Absolutely. And I, I, I hope I don't. I don't hope I don't offend any witches. Please don't hex me. Yeah. I mean no harm. Um. <laughs> well, I, I think good or good or bad is maybe not the right the term right terminology. You have some that work in the light, and then you have some that work in the the dark. dark. And, you know, um, if you work in the dark, does that make you a bad person? 
I don't necessarily think so, but um, it, it depends on the the intent and how you're using exactly. it. I think is yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So there, it's just I don't know. It's it's all it's it's it definitely all seems connected. Even the even some of the physical stuff. Um, some like some of the other stuff too. Um, like the the place called Purgatory. Mm -hmm. Um, the when we're driving around and we saw the. You know, in Purgatory, it's a very – I get, some listeners might actually know what I'm talking about too, like the, the general place. It's like a hunting reserve. Sure. Very At night, it's pitch black. There's no street lights. It's all like one-lane length dirt roads, just deep woods, creepy as hell. El Capone had a house out there. Apparently, it's haunted as hell. Um, I've never had the balls to actually go out and try to find it. <laughs> My buddy did once, and he actually said somebody came out with a shotgun out of, like, out of the damn darkness of the woods. He's like, what the hell? So it's like, yeah, maybe shouldn't, but uh, we're driving anyway. I know a couple of guys who hunt that area. Yeah, it's a nice area during the day, but it's scary as all hell at night. Because you know, they, you know, there's oh, it's it, it's you know, ha I mean, it's called purgatory for Christ's sake. So it's yeah. it's haunted, or well, it, well, apparently it's very haunted, and I think there's been some some cryptid esque sightings there in the past. Um, I've actually dug into it that much because I don't know where to start with that, but I definitely want to. Um, but so we're driving, and it, it's like midnight, I think. And um, I see a light in the tree line. In the window, uh, we have the windows down too, for reference. So um, we we would don't we immediately knew it wasn't a drone because there was no noise, there was no because I mean it was it was in the tree line, tree tops, but it wasn't like super high up. We were very close to it, so, and it's dark, and we see this light. So we're driving. And it's moving very slowly, very smoothly, and then it just goes away. And I'm looking at my buddy driving. I'm like, like he did. Is, I didn't think it looked like he didn't see it, or he was acting like he didn't see it. And we go again, and we take a. It's maybe 400 feet ahead of us, and there's a slight curve. So we go, we hit this curve, and there it is. And it's there it is again. This time it's across the tree line on the on his side, and I'm in the passenger seat. So we came from left to right it just kind of hovered across the road into the trees as we passed it and then went out and that time he was he was like staring at me and he goes you saw that too right and I'm like yeah and he says okay I think it's time to go and then we left after that and how how big was this light um it was it was maybe about the size of a, like my fist Maybe a little bit bigger, like uh, not basketball, but also like I guess kind of in between, like a baseball and a uh, and a volleyball, kind of in between there. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't huge, but it wasn't small either. Um, it was just like a it was emitting light too, but it was like an orb. It was just like this ball of it of light, and it was emitting like you know like lighting up the road and like coming in through the trees and stuff. And it's like midnight. And there's so, no street lights. So it was lighting up things around it. Correct. Things that I was very close to. There's no, uh, there was no noise because we were going very slow too with the windows down. There's no noise. It just very methodically just kind of smoothly went across both times and just went out. It so just vanished. It, that was very. Very, very fascinating, that one. That was, that's not really a scary one. It was very fascinating. 
Well, Purgatory is very close to Jones, Michigan, correct? I believe so. And Jones is the location of my episode two and three, uh, the opening day um, Bigfoot encounter that uh, the gentleman is had. That, is that the one uh, with the swamp? Yes. Yes. Okay. I actually listened to that not too long ago. Yeah, that's... Um, or no, sorry. Uh, Purgatory is closer to Centerville, so it's just uh, w- uh, east of Three Rivers. So Jones is uh, west. Yes. Near Cass uh, Cass County Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So no, it was it was closer to Centerville, but um. Yeah. Yeah. It was up. It was up by Centerville. Um. I actually kind of want to try to find the road here. I'm actually I'm on Google Maps, funny enough, um, just for some, some more reference, because I've lived here all my life, but I barely know the area, <laughs> even though I go everywhere. But, um, yeah, no, it was just, it was very, very, it was very enlightening. It wasn't like a scary thing. It was very fascinating. Um, I very much think it was some sort of spirit orb or something like it. I, I have heard stories where they either are just like uh, this like matte neon kind of like light or they can also illuminate. I've heard some too mm-hmm. where they emit light. That's what I think it was. It was either two or the same one <laughs> kind of following us around. Is what That's what my thing is because I don't know what the hell else it could have been. Yeah. Well, Jones is only about 15 minutes away from Three Rivers. Right. You know, and um, I guess I guess the point I'm getting at is with the, it's, a, it's the, in a con- controlled area. It's very close. Yeah, it's in purgatory. Even though it's north of you, is still within uh, 35 miles of of Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very yeah. Actually, it's, it's that's, a, yeah, very very close proximity. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of lot of reports of balls of light in the woods in association with um, Bigfoot experiences as well. Right. And uh, hell, I think actually in, in, in Centerville and even some other places very close by to me, um, there's been everything from Bigfoot to the dog men to kind of, again, everything under the sun, I guess, in terms of folklore in Michigan and just ghostly experiences too. Sure. It's crazy. You know, and, and and before the I started listening to your show, I didn't realize there were so many things just like in my neck of the woods going on. Like mm-hmm. I knew about stuff, but I was like, "Damn!" Like this this is very close to me. Yeah. And then it just kind of gave me more validity personally to the my experiences, like really solidifying them in my head that yeah, this was this wasn't that's like me seeing shit. Like this was legitimate. Like I'm not being crazy. Like I'm not. You know what I mean? Like it just it solidifies to me. That what I've seen is definitely real, and I just me thinking I'm seeing something or me perceiving something. Right. And definitely not going in the woods at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's a good move. I'm only hiking anymore if I have my rifle with me anyway. I, I kind of, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to take any chances. I don't want to get stuck out here. <laughs> Anything else, Tyler? Um, I think that's, that's it, actually. 
well, that I can I'm, think of anyway. I'm uh, I'm glad we were able to finally get together on this and, and get this recorded. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Some, some interesting stuff. Um, I would, uh, I would, if I were you, I would start looking into um, <clears throat> into the dream stuff and finding oh, yeah. out uh, why that seems to be playing such a, a big part in uh, some of your experiences. That's For sure. that's a that's a pretty interesting aspect to your. Uh, experiences right and i never really i mean i always kind of put it together but i never really i guess fully it never fully clicked with me until now they're like yeah a lot of this is connected to that i think the biggest thing is i don't really know where to start with that stuff i don't know um kind of where to begin with it yeah well i think uh you know like anything you like any interest in ufos or bigfoot or um, ghosts or anything like that. Just start, uh, just start searching, searching the web for uh, articles on on dreams and how they pertain to things that you've experienced in your life. That uh, might be the best way to at least get pointed in the right direction. Right. I will definitely do that. All right, Tyler. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for listening to the show. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, likewise. I uh, had a lot of fun uh, getting this stuff out there. All right, sir. All righty. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. You too. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.